Hi everyone, I'm Lauren. And I'm Tom. And we are the Not, Not Quite, Quite Beginner Jimmers. I'm so, so, so cold. I'm trying to think of warm thoughts to warm me up. Warm thoughts. Think of warm thoughts. <laughs> Hello, Lauren. Hello, Tom. How would you do? Yeah, I'm good. I'm cold, as you can tell. The audience can't tell, but I'm actually freezing. You're thinking there's warm thoughts. I'm like imagining myself on a beach somewhere, a hot beach when in reality it's about one degree outside it is. so so what's been up to i don't even know what day is it monday it's good it's because usually we have like a week in between don't we and this is kind of <laughs> not quite a week in between um and you're well, off work yeah oh, it feels exactly. like a, it feels like a, a sunday yeah so i went to brunch again well actually we no, did. We <laughs> <laughs> why, do, why do i always get forgotten <laughs> I, I think there. I think I might still be drunk. So. Do you know what? I should have just, I should have just not it. said a thing and let you tell the story and be like, mm-hmm, Lauren. <laughs> See, we went to brunch on Saturday. I thought it was amazing. It was I really fun. It. It's just this. I love day drinking. The thing is, right? So I was in. I was asleep in bed by ten o'clock. That's what I love about day drinking. <laughs> is you can go out and get drunk or whatever, and then I you can still it. come home, be in bed for bedtime. I so. liked it. The only thing that was real that I didn't really, not like I didn't enjoy it. It was just like a little annoyance. Was it towards the end after the two hours that like we wanted to go do karaoke? Mm. There was nowhere open because it was actually yeah. really early in the afternoon still. Yeah, I know. I, you know, because it obviously got so dark yeah. early as well. I literally, by the time that, I, that it was time for bed, I actually thought it were, must have been, you know, like two, three o'clock in the morning. Looked at my phone, it was ten or like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was in, it's like eight o'clock by the time I got yeah. in. And I was on the sofa eating food. Mm. <laughs> I was like, this is my kind of night out. Yeah. <laughs> Getting on the sofa fighting. That's why I love it. I love day drinking. Yeah, they should definitely, maybe we should like our, open our own karaoke, a daytime karaoke bar. <laughs> Just for day drinkers. <laughs> <laughs> so, how have you been getting on fitness-wise? What's have you been doing? Anything on the plan? Mm, I need to do. I need to program some stuff. Actually, yeah. um, it's like today I've just been, you know, just kind of winging it. Yeah. Um, you did more than me today. <laughs> <laughs> Dom, if you want to just introduce yourself. Um, hi, so I'm Dom. Um, I'm the manager of the gym group in Huddersfield. I'm also a strength and conditioning coach, a personal trainer and a CrossFit athlete. So that's pretty much my background. So I've been around for a few years now. I've held pretty much every kind of position going in the fitness industry. Yeah, so what got you into it? Where did you start? Um, so I played football as a kid. Um, then kind of I stopped playing football, I suppose, when I was like... 14, 15, um, into the gym on and off, never really did anything serious and then, yeah, I don't know, when I got to about 22, 23 I decided I wanted to start taking it a little bit more serious. Yeah, so I just kind of did your traditional kind of bro split training, so chest on a Monday, legs yeah, on yeah. a Tuesday, all that kind of stuff where most people start. And then I watched the Froning documentary on Netflix. Pretty much it just follows Rich Froning when he was going for his fourth CrossFit title, and I looked at that and my missus just were like, you're going to try that, aren't you? <laughs> so then I kind of got hooked on CrossFit, I suppose, from there, so I started doing that probably back end of 2016. 
Um, been doing CrossFit ever since. Became qualified as a PT. Um, so I was doing that. Been doing that for four years now. Oh, so you were doing CrossFit like before you was a PT then? No, so I started being. I became. A, I think I just become a PT. So I think I became right. a PT in like September two thousand and eighteen, and like a year later. Um, I got into CrossFit, so yeah, so I've been a PT and I've been a manager of a gym for the last two years. What brought you to the gym? Is it like the, to be a manager of the gym? Um, I've just kind of always liked that side of things. Like I like being a PT and I'll all, I think I'll always will do some form of kind of training, like whether I coach people online or whether I kind of just coach nutrition for people. Um, but I also like the idea of kind of like developing PTs and developing a team and kind of like making sure members are alright and stuff. Also, if I want to have my own gym one day, it's a good idea to kind of get mm. some experience of actually looking after a whole gym. So that was kind of the reason I went down the management route, I suppose. Did the nutrition side of it follow on from the sport, like physical fitness side of it? Oh, 100%, yeah. Like, there's no... Like, when I first started training, like, I didn't even have a clue about mm. nutrition. I mean, I think a lot of people are probably in the same boat with that. But like, I didn't yeah, realise like, how important it is. Um, like my nutrition when I was, yeah, before I trained was like absolutely terrible. Like I used to work in construction, so I just had like the yeah. worst diet ever. Like it was full English breakfast every morning, kind of beer every evening kind of thing. Um, and then when I got into training, I started researching more and more about it. Um, mm. Realised that how important nutrition is, so I decided I better learn about that. Like cause I didn't even know how to cook or anything really, so... Can you just talk a little bit more about the steps you took into the world of nutrition? Why did you start? That's a good question. Um, so I suppose, well, I was training. I was following kind of like your men's health routines, all that kind of stuff. Obviously wasn't getting the results that I was mm. expecting to get. Um, so I just started kind of digging into it a bit, doing a bit of research. And then like obviously, as soon as you dig into it a little bit, you realise that the topic of nutrition yeah. comes up. And then it is just a complete minefield of a topic. Kind of, I used to find myself and sit at home for like literally three, four hours on a night when I got back from work and I'd just be reading article after article and then one would say one thing, one would say another thing. So I was like, right, I need to kind of learn about this a little bit more now. What would be your top advice um, to somebody who was starting for the first time, starting gym for the first time, and we were trying to look at their nutrition? So the, I'd write just nutrition related, nothing yeah. to do with training. Um, so best thing to do is make yourself aware of what you're eating and obviously outline your goals. I mean, because how like how you eat, what what your goals are is going to dictate kind of like how you're going to eat. So like, is the reason you're going to the gym? Are you going to the gym just to be as healthy as humanly possible? Are you going to the gym to lose weight? Are you going to the gym to put muscle on? Do you know? What I mean, do you want to perform at your best? Like, so we need to kind of outline you. So anyone that I work with, like the first thing we need to do is we need to have a clear understanding of what it is they're actually wanting to achieve. Yeah. Is there any difference in the nutrition? Um, in those categories, so say like if someone was going to the gym just to lose weight, compared to someone who's going to put muscle on, like, what the difference in nutrition? Um, so the main thing is obviously if you're wanting to lose weight, like you physically can't lose weight unless you're in a calorie deficit. So it's like it doesn't matter how much you're training, like if you're still eating like crap, like and you're overeating, it's not gonna work. You're not gonna lose weight. So like that is the number. Of, like I'm not saying that is the only thing, but like you can't. Being a cal- you can't be in a calorie surplus, which is eating more calories than your body burns in a day, and lose weight like it's physiologically impossible. So that's the number one thing. So obviously my number one tip, if you're going to the gym for weight loss, like you've got to make sure you're in a calorie deficit. Mm. 
and the way to do that is obviously to understand the types of food that you're eating. So like, just spend some time potentially either tracking your food or making sure you know what you're putting into your body. So you know, because you'd be you'd be shocked. People would be shocked at how much they kind of they are eating like once they start yeah. tracking <laughs> and how much foods actually are like the couple of biscuits that you have in the afternoon. They soon add up. The three four cups of coffee a day. Yeah, I suppose I mean people think you've just got like kinda like, oh well I don't add any sugar in my tea coat, so I'm alright. Oh yeah. And it's just running through all the things you can't eat. Also, what can you eat? Like realistically, like you can't tell people like they're not gonna eat sugar eat sugar because like it's in pretty much everything. Um and it's just about making the right change and that's like goes back to understanding what's in your food. So it's like a simple swap can be if you have a can of coke there, if you swap that to a can of diet mm. coke there, all of a sudden you bring your calories down. Like people don't understand that just because something's a liquid, like it still contains yeah. a lot of calories. Like, I've worked with people that drink like a two litre bottle of coke there. In terms of diet, how do diff like your different food types have different impacts on stuff? Okay, so just to kind of clarify on that, so like macros is short for macronutrients. Mm. So what they are is they're food groups that are needed by the body in large amounts so you've got four main types of macronutrient so you've got protein okay which is mainly responsible for kind of like the building blocks of your body so like it's used for building muscle which is typically how everyone thinks at the gym like they need to chug a protein shirt two seconds yeah. after the finish but it's also responsible for doing things like making your hair grow your nails grow all the cells in your body and stuff they're all built through protein Okay, so that's why protein's vital, so we need that. The next one then is carbohydrates. So they're typically what the body uses for energy. Um, and that's then broken down into glucose in your body. Mm. Okay, um, which all carbohydrates get broken down to glucose. So, and that's also a form of sugar. So whether yeah. you're eating lettuce or Skittles, <laughs> it's still, it's the carbohydrates you get yeah. from still in the same way, the difference is how it's broken down. Um, but they're mainly used by your body for energy. And then you've got fats, which also can be used by your body for energy in the absence of carbohydrates. Mm. But they're also responsible for kind of like hormone function, um, vitamin and mineral kind of production, things like that. So you do need all three of them. The other macronutrient is alcohol. Like what? Your body needs it in large it amounts? Need, it doesn't need it in large <laughs> amounts, but it is classed as one. So basically... I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, it's mainly made up of sugars and fats. Yeah. I believe, if I'm correct. But yeah, you don't... Obviously, you don't need that. Like, you can go without that. Like the mm. others, you need. Mm. <laughs> what would be a good meal to eat that's got all that in? Um... So what an actual example of a meal. Yeah. Um, Do you know what I mean? How to yeah. kind of like visualize that on plates? So okay. So I suppose best thing to best thing I give like what I'd give to people as advice is so this is another good reason of like tracking your foods because you can actually see what's in your foods and stuff and kind of like what makes up that. Like some people are like oh god, I did, didn't realize like there was carbs in carrots. Or, do you know yeah. what I mean? Is that important though? There's carbs in carrots. No, not at all. <laughs> like this whole thing, like depending on what your goals are. Like I say, if your goals are weight loss, like don't worry about like how many grams of carbohydrates you have. Like I've had clients before that are worrying 
about like I went over by my carbs by like two grams. It's like it doesn't matter mm. in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Like the main thing for most people is that they're eating the right amount of calories and they're getting adequate protein. So obviously like, your main source of protein like lean meats, fish, poultry, dairy, things like that. So how would you visualize that on a plate? So a balanced meal. So I'd think of things like that. So if you could think something potentially so chicken for a protein sauce, then you could have maybe sweet potatoes for your carb sauce, um, some vegetables for some micronutrients, mm. and then for your fats, you could have something like some olive oil on top of your potatoes, um, or you could have some nuts afterwards as a side, so nuts are quite high in fats. I suppose it's just about learning kind of what food groups are. Yeah, yeah so what? then, so going on from that, are you saying you need to have they're like the main three that you need to have something from um so obviously keto dieting i feel is quite one of the most popular diets if you like is it does it work and is it good for you um so does it work all diets work if they stuck to and mm -hmm. it's the main i mean i suppose what are you classing as working like working for weight loss or just yeah I'd, i feel like it is like a weight loss yeah i feel like the vast majority of people want like they do a ketogenic diet because they want to lose weight. Mm. Um, so first off, if you establish what a ketogenic diet is, is it's basically you cut out carbohydrates from your diet. Um, so I think it's, I don't know if it's less than 20 total grams of carbs a day can come from, you can have. I've, I have done it before, it's, um, it's hard, really And hard. basically what happens is your body then, after so long, your body switches off from using glycogen as energy. Mm and starts using something called ketones as energy, which hence why it calls the ketogenic diet. Um, and the idea behind that is then, so instead of burning carbohydrates for fuel, you burn fat for fuel, so you're gonna burn body fat. Um, now, how it works from a weight loss point of view, it's still the same, it's if you're eating a calorie deficit. Now, if you cut out a whole food group, i.e. carbohydrates, mm. um, there's a good chance you're gonna lose weight. I mean, if, you think, if your diet is, kind of cereal for your breakfast, kind of a ham sandwich for your lunch, and then pasta for your tea. Yeah. That's probably 60, 70% of your whole daily intake is gonna come from carbohydrates. So if you cut that out of your diet, obviously you need to replace it with something else, but people don't seem to understand that. Mm. So it's like, it creates a calorie deficit. It's just the same as if you was to do a juice diet or something like that. Yeah. If you take actual meals away and then replace them with a 100 calorie shake, it's took them over whole calories away from you throughout the day, so you're going to lose weight. Whether or not it's healthy, that all comes down to the food that the individual's eating. So if you can do a ketogenic diet relatively healthy, like if you're getting a lot of your fats from kind yeah. of like eggs, nuts, seeds, avocados, olive oil, that kind of stuff, um, yeah, you can make quite a healthy diet out of it. However, if you're getting all your fats out of like kind of KFC, mm. deep fried cheese, all that kind of stuff, obviously that is going to have a different effect on your body. But there has been some research to suggest that if you are extremely overweight, the ketogenic diet can be very good for you. Or also if you've got kind of like chronic illnesses, mm. there's potential for the ketogenic diet to be healthy for people. But I think for normal people, like you said, it's ridiculously hard to stick. Yeah. So like I can't, I live off of carbs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Like so I eat three, three, four hundred grams of carbs a day. I'm not exactly carrying any excess mm. body fat. I mean, I do probably move more than a lot of people, but 
that's the thing. If you like carbs, like the ketogenic diet is probably not for you. But if you if you kind of think like, well, I'm not really a big lover of carbs. So would it be good for someone who has then maybe more like of a sedentary lifestyle, um, who who don't work out ever? Um, it could be. Again, it's going to come down to personal preference. Mm. So obviously, if they're if they can eat that way, because that's the main thing. Like if they can't, if you can't eat that way, like if all your diet is predominantly carbohydrates, mm. and that's all you like, and that's all you're going to eat, like you might be able to stick to a ketogenic diet for a week or two. Yeah. Where it's like after that, it's just like it's too restrictive for you. Um, but if you can't, if like I say, you do kind of prefer your fattier foods, mm. um, it could work pretty well. To be fair, once when I did it um, a few years ago, I was actually shocked. It was like saying they were like you can have as much cheese as you want and I was like what because I love cheese so but that was the thing because then that was when I started coming to the gym and I was just I just seemed really tired and kind of low energy and that's when Giovanni were like it was just like this ain't gonna work for you you need to eat proper food it's so difficult though isn't it trying to find what kind of diet would work for you yeah I mean 100% like that's the that's the ultimate thing like just because one diet works for one person doesn't necessarily mean mm. it's going to work for anyone else and it's like I suppose being a coach like you need to understand kind of different people's situation and just like you can't be married to an approach I suppose that's one way that I teach when I kind of like either teach clients or if I get a new PT that come through the doors mm. like just because tracking everything in my fitness pal might have worked for you and you managed yeah. to kind of get abs when you went to a beef with the lads mm. like it doesn't mean it's going to work for your everyday people because most people don't necessarily want to track everything they eat or just because you did fasting and like fasting works really well for yeah. you like I've tried to do fasting I can't do it like I work out in the morning like there's no way that like I can wait then after working out in the morning yeah so lunchtime without eating I was going to ask you about that what your opinion is on fasting um, intermittent fasting again I think it can be massively beneficial depending if it's used right. Something that I did play around with was something called circadian fasting. So that's pretty much when you only eat when the sun's up or when, when especially you only eat when the sun's up. Yeah. Um, which worked quite well. And that works well for people if they tend to kind of like overeat on an evening. Because mm. let's face it, like a lot of people when they're overeating, like people aren't reaching for the Ben and Jerry's at seven o'clock in the morning, other It's yeah. seven o'clock in the evening. <laughs> um, so obviously that's something like, if you're wanting to lose weight, if you have a cut off that like, right, okay, I'm not going to eat after 5pm and I'm not going to eat till 8am 8, 8 the following morning, again, you're going to create that calorie deficit. And if it's in the evening when you eat all the junk, yeah, it does work pretty well. Is it just a way of tricking yourself into having that calorie deficit? So anyway, there is some kind of science behind it. Um, like, if you kind of like set a rule, I can't eat after this time. Like, could you not have... You could have got those same results if you just cut back on what you'd eaten throughout the day. Oh, yeah, 100%. You know I mean? Like, if you... So, say... Say your body needs 3,000 calories a day to maintain its weight, mm. right? So, and you eat three meals, okay, of 1,000 calories, right? Your weight's going to stay the same, right? But you eat them meals, you have one at eight o'clock in the morning, you have one at 12 and then you have one at five and then you don't have anything else for the rest of the day. That's gonna be the same as if you had six 500 calorie meals, but you had 
one at six o'clock in the morning, one at ten. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And so forth, and all the way up. Like the overall energy expenditure for the day is going to be the same. So it's like for most people, like it's what works for them and like what works for their life. You can spend like a whole lifetime trying to figure out which diet works for you. That's kind of the thing, and it is just find something that works for you. Like if you don't like breakfast, don't eat breakfast. Mm. Like I said, that's another reason I love breakfast. Like I look forward to my breakfast every day. So it's like I'm skipping breakfast and then eating at lunch is probably not a good thing for me. But like I've worked mm. with plenty of people that are like I'm not hungry on the morning or like I'm just yeah, too busy on the morning. That, that's more like me. I just, just I don't eat until about ten o'clock. I have like a breakfast bar at ten. I can't eat as soon as I wake up. I love breakfast. I have breakfast and then I won't eat till till full work. Just in so this uh, question is how long should someone diet for because this was like an issue that i had when i felt when i was dieting for too long um so yeah so this is that's another very good question and it's something that you see quite a lot and now the answer can vary so the maximum time I'd probably recommend most people to be in a dieting phase for, so like, let's just clarify again, dieting phase is where we're going to be in an energy deficit, so we're going to be losing weight, it'd be a maximum of probably 12 weeks. Now that is going to depend quite drastically on the person, mm. so like I've just took uh, one of my clients, I just took her to her first bikini comp, so we had like a ridiculously strict 12 week prep diet, um, and it was like absolutely brutal. Like it was horrible. Like more, like ninety nine percent of people would not be able to mm. adhere to it, and like she'll she'll testify and tell you like that how bad it was at the yeah. end, with like food cravings and everything. Um, oh, much longer than that. So potentially, if you're doing something like a bikini show, you could maybe go up to a sixteen week diet. Mm. But for normal people, twelve weeks is a long time to be in a deficit for and it's it's not just like physically taxing on your body there's a mm. reason your body needs that much food to maintain its weight but it's not just physically taxing like it's so mentally taxing on you as well so it's like you do need to have a kind of a break in there mm. so it's like you've got to remember like if you've say you've got 20 kilos to lose right if you lose nine kilos in 12 weeks Right. and then for another eight weeks you maintain that new weight you're still not putting weight on yeah. and then you can go back and you can do it again and like it's going to take a while but then like over that time you're going to have lasting results yeah do you know what I mean rather than just crashing down losing all the weight in a short space of time but like having no energy whatsoever not being able to do anything and then what the problem is with most people is they don't know what to do once a diet ends mm. I was going to ask you about that yeah so look, once a diet ends then because they haven't learned anything or they just go back to their old eating ways and they don't understand energy balance and they end up piling all the weight back on and then next thing you know it's like oh back to square one off got to take and then mm. they see an advert on facebook for uh, the next biggest thing um, yeah so it's like oh yeah I'll, tr I'll try keto now and then they go and do that and then the cycle starts over and over again but when you're in that diet phase is there where can you learn sort of about energy balance and all that sort of thing. So it is becoming more readily available now. Like I remember like a few years ago and stuff where like people just wouldn't tell it. There was a certain person that did some kind of leaning 15 meals. I won't mention the names. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> and they got a massive following from it. Mm. And literally the one nugget of information that they alluded to tell the 
millions of followers mm. was the fact that you actually needed to be in a calorie deficit to lose weight. Yeah. Um, so it's like, and it did use like that, and it is becoming more and more transparent now, and it, more and more people are realizing that you need to be in a calorie deficit. Mm. Um, but it's people aren't learning, realizing what you need to do after a diet. Like, if you're not gaining weight, you're still winning. Does mm. that make sense? Yeah. Um, so I suppose like with the diet thing, like I've had people that I'll put them on a diet for four or five weeks. And it's like, because if I say to you, right, okay, right, we're gonna go on a diet for four or five weeks, we're gonna try and lose four kilos in five weeks, mm. right? You can stick to that, you can know, right, I've got no social commitments coming up for the next five weeks or anything like that, like I can plan ahead with that, right? I can nail that with mm. 90% adherence, like I'm, pretty confident that like for the next five weeks I can do that I can mm, do what you tell me and then yeah. it's like okay what we're going to do now is we're going to have five weeks where all we're going to try and do now is just maintain that weight and it gives you a bit more freedom a bit more flexibility so it's like you can do things and then we'll go back into it so it's the more you can adhere to a diet the longer you could make a diet um, does that make sense? Yeah. I think that's good as well actually like you know if you had a set period of time where you're even if it's you've you know got them food cravings or whatever, but it's like oh, all right, I've only got a couple of weeks of this though, and then that's it. That's a hundred percent it because we all get food cravings when we diet, and mm. the, as soon as you get that craving, like they just get worse because it's just going on and on and on in your yeah. head. Now, if you know that it's like right, well, Dom says to me like my diet's going to be over in another three weeks, like yeah, you can, you can persevere in a deal with it, but like if you get food cravings on week two and it's like I've got another 10, 11 weeks yeah. of this. <laughs> Um, do you know what I mean? It's just like that. That's when people go, oh, sod it, I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. Um, and then they give it up. And that's the other thing, like, just because you have one bad day if you're on a diet, doesn't, do you know what I mean? It's not ruined. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's the equivalent of dropping your phone on the floor and going, oh, it's absolutely ruined, I'm going to start stamping on it. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Which is what people do. Do you know what I mean? They have, they have a couple of cookies in the afternoon, it's like, oh, it's absolutely ruined. I might as well eat the full pack. Yeah. And I might as well go home and I might as well order a takeaway. And do you know what I mean? What's the point of training today now? I'll start again tomorrow. Just remember, probably the best bit of advice I ever got was you only ever one meal away off of being back on track. You go out and have a pizza now. Doesn't yeah. matter. You can still make your next meal a healthy one, can't you? You can still get back on track with your next meal. You have unhealthy meal, healthy meal, unhealthy meal, healthy meal. Mm. You're going to have 50% adherence to your diet, yeah. which is probably more mm. than some people have. So if you never let yourself have two bad meals or two cheat meals mm. in a row. It's good advice like that. Yeah. So then, um, how would you go about, so well, I think like in, when it comes to nutrition, dieting and losing weight, it's like, what everyone talks about but I, know, I definitely know a few people that are the opposite <laughs> way and want to put weight on but I don't know they just can't like uh, I won't mention his name but this guy I work with he's really slim and he just eat but he'll eat like bad stuff all the time and he said to me that he's like I've tried I've tried food supplements and stuff and he's like I just can't put weight on <laughs> like how do, how do you go about Putting weight like on. Like bulking, bulking season. Um, so, um, almost the opposite to what I'd tell anyone that was wanting to lose weight. So if you think, if I'm telling you, giving you advice on losing weight and it's like, right, so I'm going to say, don't drink your calories, mm. kind of use fat-free options. 
things like that, yeah? Don't go back for seconds. Mm. Yeah? Don't eat on a night, okay? Let's just flip that on its head. Drink your calories, go back for seconds, use the full fat versions of things, eat on a night. Like, realistically, like, if you're trying to put weight on, like, intermittent fasting is probably not going to be the best protocol for you because you're already mm-hmm. limiting the time you can eat. Um, and I got some advice once, me and Giovanni went to a lifting seminar, like a CrossFit seminar, mm. and they had a Q&A at the end, and part of it was about nutrition, and like, I'm quite light for my height, mm. and pretty much like when I started working with my coach, like the first thing he said to me is like, you need to put some weight on. Um, so anyway, so I was like, kind of, one of the best CrossFitters in the UK was taking this seminar. So he's going, we've got time for some questions at the end. So I was like, right, so I went, I'm really struggling to put weight on, mate. Mm. He's like, I'm 80 kilos. Like, I need to probably get up to, like, kind of high 80s. Um, and I'm really struggling to put weight on. And do you know what his answer was? Just man the fuck up and eat. <laughs> Sorry, I'm allowed to swear on. Yeah, yeah. Um, But, yeah, so and that is the case because, like, most people that want to put weight on, like, they think they're eating a lot. Mm. And it's, like, realistically, they're probably not. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, if they was to kind of track it, like they'd be like, they'd be lucky if some of them be lucky if it were two thousand calories a day. Like, mm. I've had people tell me that they're eating five, six thousand calories a day, <laughs> and that was a girl that once told me that, and I was like, you're not, <laughs> right? Because if you was eating that much food, you'd be putting weight on. Yeah. Like, I get people can have fast metabolisms, just the same as fat people tend to have slow metabolisms. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Ultimately, like, if you want to do something, you will be able to do it. But it's like, it goes back to that whole thing, like the first thing I'd get people to do when working with me is some kind of food recall. Mm. So it's like, let's actually have a look at what you're eating. And that's whether you just kind of take photos and send it to me or whatever. So let's get every single thing that goes into your mouth over a set period of time to just see how much food you're actually eating. Because you'll find the people that want to lose weight tend to be like, oh shit, I didn't realise I was eating that much. And then the people that were like, were thinking they were eating 3,000 calories a day actually not mm. like the same guy told me that like he used to wake up at like two o'clock in the morning like to have a mask and a shake and stuff like that and, like this was a guy that like played rugby union he was like mm. probably about my height he's like i was 110 kilos right <laughs> and he's like literally he's like i used to drink like two gallon of like gold top milk a day and stuff so it's like oh if you want to put weight on you can do it you just you got to look for them kind of higher calorie foods and stuff so like nuts they're a great thing to mm. eat, things like that. Olive oil on everything that you have, do you know what I mean? Get them fats up. So probably what I didn't explain in the kind of when we're talking about macronutrients is protein and carbohydrates, every gram of that you have, you get four calories. Mm. Whereas every gram of fat you have, you get nine calories. So it's over double. Yeah. Um, wow. Um, so with all this diet, like diet talk and the different diets that you can choose and you try out. Does any of this have like an impact on your metabolism? Like, does it damage it in any way? Um, so periods of ridiculously low calorie dieting for long periods of times can have an effect. I mean, I think that kind of like broken metabolism thing is something that just gets thrown around quite a lot these days. Mm. And it's like a lot of people's metabolisms are not broken. They've just got a fast fork. Yeah. <laughs> um, if, if I'm completely honest, um, it's just because it's just another thing where it is just an easy thing to say, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Oh, it's like. So, is there any truth to it at all? Um, Can your metabolism be broken? You'd have to be seriously like 
messed up with your eating for like prolonged periods of time and stuff like you can change so your metabolism can be changed um, and what would impact that? so your overall body weight and stuff and like how you're eating um, so like you'll find like people like so you've got to think as well this is the another reason why like you shouldn't really diet or bulk for too long like you need to maintain mm. your weight so basically your body tries to keep in something called homeostasis which is kind of like equilibrium with your body so it stays all as kind of how it wants to function um, so now so like once you start under eating and your body starts losing weight it's like oh shit I don't like this mm. like I'm not this is not right like I should be that so then what it does is it quickly adapts yeah. And then, but it's always going to try and pull you back to that. So that's why, like, when people start dieting, like, if they start dieting on too lower calories, that they're not. As soon as the weight loss stalls, it's like, where do we go from there? So why you'd always start them on higher calories? Mm. Um, but obviously, after you've finished a diet, what people tend to do then it's like, right, okay, great. Now what I'm going to do is like, I'm going to try and add some muscle, or I'm going to try and do this. Yeah. It's like give your chance, your body, chance to settle into its new weight. So you should always, whenever you finish anything, whether you finish dieting or gaining muscle, like you always probably have at least six weeks mm. where you just get your body weight stable to be within like a kilo of itself. So if you think how you'd like kind of periodize your training, okay, so it's like if you've got loads of different things that you want to do with your training, mm. right, so you might kind of like, okay, what I want to do is I'm going to focus the next two months on getting stronger. So that means that then when I do go to a bit of a higher volume kind of phase of my training, I'll be able to use heavier weights because I'm stronger. So you'd focus two months on that. Mm. And then you kind of focus a couple of months on that. It's like, all right, well, summer's coming now, so I'm going to do loads of cardio and stuff like that. Maybe I want to get a little bit fitter. Um, I want to be able to smash my boyfriend at the park run. Um, <laughs> whatever it is that you want to do. Um, so like you'd, you'd have different focuses with your training. So you can do the same thing with your nutrition. So I'd have a look. So let's have a look and see, like, kind of like, when is it that you really want to look your best? Mm. So do you know what I mean? And it, with that, like, obviously, don't just be like, oh, well. I can just eat like a knob for the next yeah. month. Because like <laughs> realistically, but in the grand scheme of things, yeah. use all if you eat three meals a day, there's still a lot of other meals that you can kind of eat, right? Mm. Um but yeah, so the back to the kind of like the dieting things, it's like know when you kind of almost reverse engineer it back. So if you know that like right, I want to look my best in June to go on holiday. So let's have a look. So twelve weeks out from June, I'll work my way back. So, it's so like March mm. is going to be a time when I want to hit my diet. So it's like, so from February, what I'm going to, uh, from January, I'm just going to kind of like maintain my weight now. In March, then I'm going to, 12 weeks, diet down. Then what I'm going to do is I'm going to be going on holiday. So I'm going to look my absolute best by then. Mm. I'm going to maintain my weight. Um, and then going to maintain it through the rest of the summer because I don't really want to be dieting, do you know what I mean? Like through the summer, like I'm going to be going out to like having drinks, having special occasions, all that mm. kind of stuff. Like you don't want to be restricted. Do you know what I mean? No one wants to be that person that's kind of like when they're going out for like kind of summer activities and stuff that's there with the Tupperware. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like you don't want to be that person. Um, unless, and unless you've got a serious commitment, like if I go back to my client that was doing a bikini show, like, Mm. towards the back end of her prep she had to go to um, a hen, hen weekend mm, yeah. and it was like absolutely dick. they're all there like drinking wine and testing stuff and she was literally there with her Tupperware do you know what I mean but it's like that was kind of obviously she'd made that choice and she had to do that but like for a normal person who just kind of wants to look good 
do you know what I mean? We don't need to. That's yeah. good potentially maintain your weight through the summer, and then your weight's going to be stable. And then as you come into the winter, then it's like, okay, well, realistically, like I'm, I could try and get a little bit stronger now. So obviously, I can match my nutrition. So that's mm. I want to get a little bit stronger. Maybe we're going to eat a little bit more, and then you could go into that kind of phase throughout that. Yeah. Um, so you do the same thing with your nutrition mm. as what you do with your training. So, well, you said that um, about sitting there with your Tupperware. Tell us about the benefits to meal prepping. Um, so meal prepping is one of those things, like it can be a scary thing for a lot of people. Mm. Um, and it's, it's the same as anything else. Like the benefits of it is obviously you're prepared. Do you know what I mean? Like realistically, like if you're going to stick to a healthy diet, you're going to need to do some kind of prep work. Now, that doesn't mean every Sunday you need to go make every single meal that you're going to eat for the next seven days like because if most people think of that mm. it's just oh shit and they get overwhelmed and they don't want to do it like meal prep could be as simple as you're just going to organize a shopping list you're going to plan your lunches for the week because you know you're at work mm. do you know what I mean or you could just what I'm going to do is I'm going to portion up all my protein sources yeah do you know what I mean if you make portion up 30 gram of protein then you know you can just grab that out of the fridge, grab that out of the freezer. I'm going to pre-chop my vegetables. So I know that when I come home from work on Tuesday and I'm absolutely knackered, yeah. um, I don't have to cut any vegetables. I can literally just throw them in a pan. Do you know what I mean? I've got some pre-portioned chicken breast. I can throw that in a pan. I can do some microwave rice. And then you've got a healthy meal then. Um, so that's the thing. It's the same as anything else. Like Start small with your meal prep. Um, I do quite like doing it. I've been doing it for years now. Um, yeah, it was. That's how I kind of started off with my meal prep, and it's. I think probably so handy. To, yeah, because I do. So I do just my dinners for the week, and it like so we have the rice cooker, and I'll do like a load of rice, put it all in my Tupperwares, and like do mince or chicken or whatever I'm gonna do with it, and then that's just it. I don't have to worry about spending money on my dinner, and it's just there, ready to take. Well, that's it. That's the other thing. Obviously, it can save you a lot of money mm. because, you, like you say, you don't end up just going out to the shop and just spending five, six quid on a sandwich and whatever else, like, because you've got your meals there. Um, then it does help you prepare. But, like, I just start with, look at your week. So, like, if you know, like, that you're in the house early enough during the day that, like, you can make your evening meal each night, don't worry about that. Mm. Like, let's just maybe when you get when I'm packing my food away sometimes when I go shopping on a Sunday I'll just maybe chop up the vegetables like portion out whatever so I can just grab it when I come in early and if I know like Mondays and Wednesdays are ridiculously long days for me so like normally I leave the house at like 7 o'clock in the morning I get back in the house at 9 o'clock at night so it's like I need to make sure on those days like I've got everything prepped yeah. so I'll prep for them whereas Tuesday, Thursday do you know what I mean? I kind of get home at half five, so it's like it's not too bad. Like if I need to yeah. prep, I can do that. So it's just looking at your week, seeing where you need to then kind of have some meals prepared for. Um, and I suppose it's even just arm yourself with like healthy snacks and stuff. Like if you've got a desk at work, like make sure you've got like a bag of nuts or something in there. Or do you know what I mean? You've got, yeah. you've always got, you should always have something that you can turn to. Like you make the poor choices when you're starving and you haven't got it with you. Um, what your final advice for? For someone who's starting the gym for the first time who's entering this kind of fitness world. So with the nutrition? Yeah, and uh, gym-wise. Okay, um, so first thing to do, right, you need to find something you enjoy. Because let's face it, you're not going to stick to something that you hate doing. So it's mm. like, whether that's 
running, whether that's CrossFit, whether that's weightlifting, strongman, powerlifting, whatever it is that you like doing, find out what it is that you want. Find out what it is that you like doing. Try different things. Like just because someone else does something and they love it and you don't like it, it's okay to say no, you don't want to do it. So find something you like. Same with your diet. So let's find some kind of let's find the yeah. foods that you like. Don't worry about the latest trends or the latest crazies and stuff. Like mm. ultimately, if you need to lose weight, you need to eat less. If you need to gain weight, you need to eat more. So just remember that everyone can benefit from having adequate protein. So make sure you eat enough protein in your diet. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. it for this episode yeah we hope you've enjoyed listening any questions comments or concerns you can drop them to us on our social medias which are nqv jimmers on facebook twitter what's the other one what else are we on instagram oh, <laughs> <laughs> the one i control <laughs> hey thanks for listening we'll see you next time bye, bye. <laughs>